Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Tuesday, January 24th. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the Olive and Tav, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an Olive Tav right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly, Yeshua, the Olive Tav, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Aleph Tav, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Aleph Tav. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, doorway to the Aleph Tav. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Aleph Tav, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bo, and it means go. Exodus 10.24-11.3 Pharaoh then summoned Moses and said, Go, worship Hashem. Only your flocks and your herds shall be left behind, even your children may go with you. But Moses said, You yourself must provide us with sacrifices and burnt offerings to offer up to Hashem our God. Our own livestock too shall go along with us. Not a hoof shall remain behind, for we must select from it for the worship of Hashem our God, and we shall not know with what we are to worship Hashem until we arrive there. But Hashem stiffened Pharaoh's heart, and he would not agree to let them go. Pharaoh said to him, Be gone from me, take care not to see me again, for the moment you look upon my face you shall die. And Moses replied, You have spoken rightly, I shall not see your face again. And Hashem said to Moses, I will bring but one more plague upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt, and after that he shall let you go from here. Indeed, 
When he lets you go, he will drive you out of here, one and all. Tell the people to borrow, each man from his neighbor, and each woman from hers, objects of silver and gold. And Hashem disposed the Egyptians favorably toward the people. Moreover, Moses himself was much esteemed in the land of Egypt, among Pharaoh's courtiers and among the people. Jeremiah 46.13-28 The word which Hashem spoke to Navi Jeremiah about the coming of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to attack the land of Egypt. Declare in Egypt, proclaim to Migdal, proclaim in Noph and Tapanhes, say, Take your posts and stand ready, for the sword has devoured all around you. Why are your stalwarts swept away? They did not stand firm, for Hashem thrust them down. He made many stumble. They fell over one another. They said, Up! Let us return to our people, to the land of our birth, because of the deadly sword. There they called Pharaoh king of Egypt, Braggart, who let the hour go by. As I live, declares the king, whose name is Yahweh Saveot, Lord of hosts, as surely as Tavor is among the mountains, and Carmel is by the sea, so shall this come to pass. Equip yourself for exile, fair Egypt, you who dwell secure, for Naf shall become a waste, desolate without inhabitants. Egypt is a handsome heifer, a gadfly from the north is coming, coming. The mercenaries, too, in her midst are like stall-fed calves. They, too, shall turn tail, flee as one, and make no stand. Their day of disaster is upon them, the hour of their doom. She shall rustle away like a snake. As they come marching in force, they shall come against her with axes, like hewers of wood. They shall cut down her forest, declares Hashem, though it cannot be measured, for they are more numerous than locusts, and cannot be counted. Fair Egypt shall be shamed, handed over to the people of the north. The Lord of hosts, Yahweh Saveot, the God of Israel, has said, I will inflict punishment on Ammon of No and on Pharaoh, on Egypt, her gods and her kings, on Pharaoh and all who rely on him. I will deliver them into the hands of those who seek to kill them, into the hands of King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and into the hands of his subjects. But afterward she shall be inhabited again as in the former days, declares Hashem. But you, have no fear, my servant Jacob. Be not dismayed, O Israel. I will deliver you from far away, your folk from their land of captivity. And Jacob again shall have calm and quiet, with none to trouble him. But you, have no fear, my servant Jacob, declares Hashem, for I am with you. I will make an end of all the nations among which I have banished you, but I will not make an end of you. I will not leave you unpunished, but I will chastise you in measure. Matthew 
And Yeshua departed from thence and came near to the Sea of Galilee and went up to a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came to him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Yeshua's feet, and he healed them. Insomuch that the multitude wondered, when they saw the dumb to speak and the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk and the blind to see, and they glorified the God of Israel. Then Yeshua called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they continue with me now three days, and have nothing to eat, and I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in the way. And his disciples said to him, Whence should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Yeshua said to them, How many loaves do you have? And they said, Seven, and a few little fishes. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fishes, and gave thanks, and broke them, and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. And they that did eat were four thousand men, besides women and children. And he sent away the multitude, and took ship, and came into the coasts of Magdala. The Pharisees also, with the Sadducees, came, and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O you hypocrites! Can you discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and there shall no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. And he left them and departed. And when his disciples were come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Then Yeshua said to them, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, It is because we have taken no bread. Which, when Yeshua perceived, he said to them, O you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves, because you have brought no bread? Do you not yet understand, neither remember, the five loaves of the five thousand, and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the four thousand, and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I spake it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Psalm 20, 1-9 The Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend you. Send help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion. Remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. Selah. Grant according to your own heart and fulfill all your counsel. We will rejoice in your salvation, and in the name of our God we will set up our banners. 
the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now know I that the Lord saves his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Save, Yahweh, let the King hear us when we call. Proverbs 4, 20-27 My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are issues of life. Put away from you a froward mouth, and perverse lips put far from you. Let your eyes look right on, and let your eyelids look straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, and let all your ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove your foot from evil. I'd like to speak to you today uh, from our Torah portion in Exodus, and then we're going to jump into the Hop Torah portion in Jeremiah 46. And then finally, we're going to jump into Matthew chapter 15. And so in our reading from Exodus, again, our fi- the 11th plague, or no, the ninth plague, there were 10 plagues total. The ninth plague was the plague of darkness. And so, again, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. And he says, I don't want to see you ever again to Moses after Moses confronts him. But let's look at chapter 11, verse 3. Hashem disposed the Egyptians favorably toward the people. Moreover, Moses himself was much esteemed in the land of Egypt, among Pharaoh's courtiers and among the people. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. What transpires at this time that causes the Egyptians to finally find value in the nation, in the Israelite nation and in Moses? Rabbi Samson Raphael Hirsch points posits that after the plague of darkness, when the Egyptians were able to see again, they finally acknowledge the morality of the people they have cruelly enslaved for three days. Egypt was blind and immobilized. The Jews could have easily taken advantage of this situation. Yet, when the light returns at the conclusion of the plague, the Egyptians discover that nothing has been moved from its rightful place. At this juncture, the Egyptians stand in awe of the Jewish people and Moses, their leader. The Jewish mission is to be a light to the nations, an example of honesty, morality, and closeness to Hashem. When the people of Israel live up to this mission, the world is in awe. Next, I want to jump into the Haftorah portion reading from Jeremiah. And we're going to zoom in on two verses. So, the context of this 
passage that we read is that we see that the Israel nation was trying to lean upon Egypt for protection from the invading forces of Babylon. And so again, instead of relying upon God and turning to God, they were turning to an Egyptian nation. And so the Lord is rebuking them, but also at the same time, he's going to encourage them through Jeremiah. So in chapter 46, let's look at verse 27 and 28. But you have no fear, my servant Jacob. Be not dismayed, O Israel. I will deliver you from far away, your folk from their land of captivity. And Jacob again shall have calm and quiet with none to trouble him. But you have no fear, my servant Jacob, declares Hashem, for I am with you. I will make an end of all the nations among which I have banished you, but I will not make an end of you. I will not leave you unpunished, but I will chastise you in measure. So this is an interesting couple of verses because it's talking about a time back then in the time of Jeremiah, historically, but it also speaks to us today. So first we have to define our words. My servant Jacob. Who is Jacob? Is it the Jewish people? No. Jacob gave birth to 12 sons that became the heads of the 12 tribes. And the 12 tribes is the whole house of Israel. So remember there was the kingdom split. I've spoken about it often described in 1 Kings 12, and the southern kingdom is the house of Judah, or the Jews, and the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, that's also called Ephraim or Joseph, or um, the house of Israel. So Jacob, when God is speaking to my servant Jacob, he's speaking to the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes. So that includes you and me. That's not just to the Jewish people. Be not dismayed, O Israel, I will deliver you from far away. So back then, he did. The southern kingdom was banished and exiled and went to Babylon. And he did deliver them. And after 70 years of captivity, a remnant of the Jews who were in Babylon did return to Israel, to Jerusalem. But in the next verse, it's almost like he's jumping forward in time to the final end of days generation, to God's people who are scattered everywhere throughout all the nations, Australia and Europe and South America, North America, Africa, all over the world. And so let's read that verse again. But you have no fear, my servant Jacob. Jacob is inclusive of all 12 tribes. Now remember, it doesn't have to be um, by blood. It's by faith. We're grafted in by faith into the olive tree of Israel, into the rich roots of Yeshua and the patriarchs. We're grafted in by faith. Hebrews, uh, Romans 11. Have no fear, my servant Jacob, declares Hashem, for I am with you. I will make an end of all the nations among which I have banished you, 
but I will not make an end of you. So we have been banished to all the nations. The northern kingdom was taken into captivity um, by Assyria, and then they were exiled to Assyria, and from there they were assimilated. And it's almost like the Borg, if you're a Star Trek Next Generation fan, you will be assimilated. Um, You forget who you are, you lose your own individual identity, and you become part of the Borg collective. Well, they lost their identity, they forgot who they were, they forgot the name of God, they forgot the book, the Bible, and um, they developed spiritual amnesia and were assimilated into Assyria. And from there, they were uh, scattered to all the nations of the earth. But God is making a promise here that though he's going to deal, make an end to all the nations, why? Because when Yeshua returns, there's only going to be one nation and one kingdom and one king, and it'll be Yeshua. And his ministry headquarters will be Jerusalem. He said, I'm not going to make an end of you. You will be chastised and you will be punished, but I will preserve you. So as the curtain falls in these last days that we are now living in, and the darkness grows greater and greater, and the tyranny gets stronger and stronger uh, with the globalist elite and their evil agenda. This is a promise that we can stand on, that the Lord is going to protect and preserve his remnant people. This is a promise that we can stand on, that the Lord is going to protect his remnant people. So now, finally, I want to jump into Matthew chapter 16 and 15, 16. Actually, it's both chapters. And we see another miracle of the meeting, uh, feeding of a large crowd of people. And in this particular miracle, he takes seven loaves and the fishes, and he gives thanks, and then the crowd of 4,000 is fed. There are leftovers of seven basketfuls uh, of bread. After they eat, there are seven baskets of leftovers. So then Yeshua speaks in a, a parable, and he says, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And then the disciples are wondering, well, what's going on here? What does this really mean? Is this because we forgot to bring some bread? And then Yeshua says, don't you understand? Neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up. And then there's the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets did you take up? So in the other miracle of the multiplication of the five loaves and the two fishes, He commanded all the multitudes to sit down, Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. And he took up, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave to the the loaves to the disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitudes. And so they all ate and were filled, and they took up twelve baskets full of the fragments that remained. So in the miracle in the very next chapter, we have seven basketfuls remaining. And in the prior miracle, 
we have 12 baskets. So what is Yeshua hinting at here? So in the miracle of Matthew chapter 14, the five loaves and two fish, the five loaves are a remez hint pointing us to the first five books of the Bible, also known as the Pentateuch. And some would call that the Torah, but I would consider the Torah as the entire Bible, all of it, Genesis to Revelation. But it's the Pentateuch, the first five books. And then the two fish can represent the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. And both fish then includes all 12 tribes. And how many basketfuls do we have left over? 12 baskets. So in other words, this message that Yeshua brings is for all 12 tribes. It's for all of God's people, Jews and non-Jews. And what is the message? That they're to go to the Torah and follow the Torah and eat of the bread of life, who is Yeshua. So that's the message that's hidden in the actions. It's a prophetic action, and there's kind of a hidden message in the prophetic action of 12 leftover baskets and the fact that there's five loaves, not nine or two, but five loaves. But in the next miracle, we have a crowd of 4,000, and there's seven leftover baskets. And then Yeshua warns and cautions and says, Beware of the leaven, or the teaching, of the Pharisees. Well, what is the teaching of the Pharisees? It's quite predominant even today. Um, there are some Jewish people that would say to a Christian or to a Hebrew roots Messianic believer, Oh, you only have to follow the Noahide laws. You don't have to keep the feast. You don't have to keep the Sabbath. That's just for us Jews. You only have to follow the seven Noahide laws. And that is a heresy. That is, beware of the teaching of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. So that warning is, is hidden in this prophetic action of seven leftover baskets of bread the seven Noahide laws. And Yeshua expressly warns, beware of the leaven, the teaching of the Pharisees. No, we're not to follow the seven Noahide laws. We're to follow all of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation by the power of the indwelling Holy Spirit. That when we have a new heart and Yeshua begins to write his Torah upon our heart, we're to follow all of it, not just the seven Noahide laws, but all of it, as the Holy Spirit leads us and empowers us to do so. Okay, that's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Vish Mareka Yaya Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Love
से लेखा लेखा The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6:24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace